Well, hello. Welcome to episode 13 of Pegasus Radio. In today's episode, I explain how to write a good CV. And boy, have I seen a lot of bloody awful ones over the years. Okay, let's dive in. It's fair to say that I probably lost days, in fact weeks, no, in fact probably months of my life to reviewing CVs. As I'm sure you can appreciate over a 20-year tenure as a recruiter, I've looked at thousands of CVs. Some bloody good ones, lots of exceptionally bad ones. So this episode is about advising you how to put together a good CV. I'll start by reminding you that certainly if you're listening to this podcast, I suspect you are a construction or property professional, i.e. most of you are in a technical profession. Therefore, most of the individuals who will be reviewing your CV are also in the same technical profession. So firstly, they know what you do for a living. (laughs) It's worth underscoring that. They understand what you do for a living. They do not need you to write an encyclopedia's worth of information explaining what you do for a living. They probably do understand what you do for a living already. So that is probably the first of my several tips on how to write a good CV. First one is it needs to be two to three pages long, no longer. I can honestly tell you that all that happens to 10-page CVs is they get put in the bin or get deleted. I'm, frankly, and I suspect a lot of others are, probably concerned when I get a 10-page CV in um, for a number of reasons. One is that um, I worry about how concise the individual can be and, you know, is this reflective of their general communication style? you know, when they write reports, when they communicate with people. I also worry that they are potentially trying to hide something. You know, sometimes I think there is this attempt or assumption that if you put loads and loads of text and and, and try and make a, a CV sound more complicated than it needs to be, that perhaps you're trying to, I guess, potentially cover up some shortfallings in your actual experience. But quite simply, people do not have time to read a 10-page CV. And in most cases, I suspect they will not read a 10-page CV. I totally get that if you've got, you know, 20-plus, maybe 30, 40 years' experience, that you want to get that down on paper. Well, here's the thing. Let's say you're, I don't know, an experienced commercial manager. What you were doing 30 years ago as a trainee QS is not really going to be that relevant. Yes, you can include it, and yes, certainly from a timeline perspective, you need to include it, but you don't need to go, you don't need to waste half a page explaining what you did as a trainee QS 30-odd years ago. It's, 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 it's pointless, and it, it's just it's just taking up um, unnecessary paper. Okay, so that's the first point. Try to keep the CV to two to three pages. The second point, a CV is not a work of art. A CV is certainly not a bad work of art. Um, so, 
again, it, it kind of it kind of just messes with my head, and I think a lot of other people's when they receive a CV that has multiple fonts, multiple colours, has got boxes, has got bits of artistic graphics design on it, and it's like, oh, you know, a a couple of a couple of reasons why you shouldn't do this. Firstly. I find, in all honesty, in most cases, it just looks messy. It looks, um, it's confusing, it's difficult to read in a lot of cases. I think um, you have to bear in mind that in a lot of cases, CVs may, may be put into some kind of, I guess, kind of applicant tracking system or, or something similar to that. They'll be put into some kind of system which maybe parses the information across so that then they can be reviewed properly. Certainly, when you start adding boxes, columns, etc., within that CV, it makes it very difficult for them for the you know potential company to to manage that secondly from a recruiter's perspective i will often i i i very rarely do anything to edit an individual cv but i do remove their personal details if your cv has been written with with columns with tables inserted into it often it can really screw up the formatting when i try and delete your personal details and maybe I need to become more of a tech wizard. I accept that. Um, but, but why kind of complicate or frustrate the process by putting together a CV that is um, very, uh, yeah, very, 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 very heavy on the formatting? So again, keep it simple. My advice is one coloured, one colour, one font, and not too wordy. Quite, quite a concise document. Okay, so. Don't produce 10-page CV and don't produce a work of art. Okay, so how to put a CV together. I would simply say that the CV, page one, needs to have your personal contact information on there. It needs to have a short statement about yourself, probably three to four lines. I wouldn't focus too heavily on trying to get your character across. Firstly, A, is anybody going to kind of give a bad version of themselves on a CV? So, you know, having almost kind of cliche words like, you know, honest, trustworthy, hardworking. Well, I think that's that's kind of assumed that you, you are those things. <laughs> Certainly, um, people aren't going to assume that you're not those things. So, you know, trying to get all that across on, um, on a written piece of paper um, is a waste of time. You know, you, you can, you're, somebody will much better be able to get a feel for you when they're sat face to face with you at an actual interview you don't need to try and get your character across and certainly you don't need to in that initial statement you know have it full of very fluffy language okay so personal contact details statement um education and again you know be sensible with this if you've got you know, thirty odd years of experience. Then we don't need to know your, your, you know, your individual O level grades. You can certainly just stipulate you've got some O levels ranging from grades A to C or whatever it may be. Um, obviously, if you're a if you're a fresh grad, then that's more probably um, applicable. But certainly, with somebody with thirty years experience, they, they don't need the absolute nth degree. And certainly, you know, again, people like to list kind of courses they've been on, like maybe one day one day health and safety events. Again. Probably useful if they're if they're courses that have I, I either give you a, a full uh, you know a long term accreditation or membership or all happened let's say in the last five years so for example you um, attending a, a health and safety course in 1980 
well, frankly, no one was bloody interested. <laughs> you know, you need to concentrate on maybe more, more up-to-date um, information. Certainly, certainly ones that actually are still valid. Okay, and then you need to put your employment history in reverse chronological order. So, i.e., most recent job first. A mistake some people make, and again, it's um, how should I put it? It's not. I get that you, you, you would say, well, surely somebody's going to read my CV in detail. You know, sadly, some people don't. So a mistake some people make is to list every single title they've had in a business as a separate kind of employment on the separate employment line within the, within the employed area. So, for example, 2001 to 2003, assistant QS with Joe Bloggs and Son. 2003 to 2006, quantity surveyor with Joe Bloggs and Son, etc., etc. You get my point. Again, some people will quickly scan that and it will make it look like you have moved around more than you actually have. Now, again, yep, I get if people would spend the time to look at the CV, they would they would spot that it's all with one business. But frankly, again, some people skim CVs very quickly and that could be enough to put them off. So I would put your, your overall employment of 2001 to present let's say if that's what you did um and and just stay from trainee quantity surveyor through to commercial director for example okay and do it that way okay you that that will probably take up most of the first page and then the second page or maybe the third page can be dedicated to just frankly a list of projects so that would be the name of the project the value of the project and what your remit on that project was so straight away if you think of most um professional CVs, i.e. company CVs that companies use for putting you into a tender process, it's usually just a list of projects so that the prospective client can very quickly ascertain the kind of experience you've had and on what kind of projects. And so that's again how your CV should be mirrored. It should be very quickly right, pick up the CV, okay, understand where this individual lives, read the brief statement about them, understand their key qualifications, understand who they've been employed by. Okay, great, you've been employed by companies here we recognise. Right, second and third page, list of projects that you've been involved in. Okay, I'm looking for somebody with experience of working in retail fit-out. Okay, I see you've, 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 you know, you've worked as a, you know, one of your clients was Tesco for the past five years doing refresh stores. Great, okay, ticking the box, I, I totally get that. So straight away, that, that just makes the CV very easy to pick up and somebody f to be able to read very quickly and ascertain and understand your experience very quickly and decide whether they think you're relevant for them or not. In terms of then the wider cultural fit and all those kind of good things, then frankly that's going to be picked up actually at the interview. It's not something you're going to be able to easily convey within a CV. Okay, so that's the tips really for writing a good CV. It really, it really isn't complicated. Keep it to two to three pages. Keep it one font, one colour, no tables, boxes, columns. Certainly don't add any kind of bizarre imagery. You may want to put a photo on again. That's I'm, I'm, I'm relaxed either way on that, whether you put a headshot photo on or not. Okay, then page one, content information, brief statement about yourself, education, stroke qualifications, reverse chronological order of employment history, and then page two and three, details of projects that you have been involved in and delivered. The one caveat to this, of course, is if you're maybe um, quite a senior individual, so you're, you're a director, partner, executive, you may 
need to put a bit more detail about what you're responsible for, i.e. headcount um, projects that you are managing, sorry, not projects you're managing, headcount, um, turn fee turnover that you look after, etc. You might need to add a bit more detail around that. Um, but other than that, that's it. Keep the CV simple. If you want um, a written version of this, certainly look at my LinkedIn profile. You'll find in my articles um, an article with a, with a photo of the band Kiss. Um, so Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. You know, that's how CVs need to be. They need to be kept very, very simple and straightforward. Okay, bit of a rambly one. I do apologise. I hope you found that useful. Have a good day. Take care. Bye. 